Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. Okay. You guys are all good? How many are excited? How many know that there's hope? How many, you know, there's, when you look around, you just got to turn on the TV and you realize that, good Lord Jesus, we need help. We need, we need some, we need some help. And sometimes, listen to me, sometimes we focus on the things that we don't, we focus on the things that we see. And what you focus on, you give power to. So when we're focused on how bad the world is messed up on, then that thing becomes way bigger than it really is. Because how many know in Hebrews it says this, that we are of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It says this, it says that God himself is gonna shake all that can be shaken. And everything that can be shaken will be shaken, except for his kingdom. And we are a part of that kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we need to focus on the kingdom of God, the kingdom that we are of. Because what you focus on, you give your power to. Just shake your head like this, like you're asleep or you're awake, I mean. If your neighbor's sleeping, wake them up, give them some coffee. There's some really yummy bread out there. You guys wanna take an intermission, go ahead. There's some bread and some coffee from our hostess with the mostest, Sandy Beecroft. All that bread, she does it every single Saturday night, man. It is like people come here just for the bread. We think they're coming here. They're like, no, we're coming for the bread. That's all we're coming here for. Oh, Jesus, help me. But there is hope. It says in, it says in Matthew 6, it says this. It says to seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things will be added to you. I'm afraid that the church has been seeking the things that are to be added and not seeking the one who gives those things. See, there's a shift happening. Say shift happens. Shift happens and we're getting a t-shirt. And it is gonna have World Harvest on it because I like that saying. Because things, listen to me, things are happening. And our responsibility is to change the way that we think. See, the church has got to come into alignment with what the Word of God says. The Word of God says in Romans 12, it says to do not be conformed to the, to the image of this world. It says, do not be conformed to the world. That means do not think like the world. We have church services that, that, that condense itself to 45 minutes to please people so that people will come to church, right? It's called seeker friendly or something like that. Where is the Holy Spirit in these churches? See, we need a move, listen, we need a move of the Holy Spirit. We need a move of the Holy Spirit and the move of the Holy Spirit, He can only move if we let Him move. And from what I understand, it takes Him a little longer than 45 minutes. He's like, you know, He's, ne you know, He's, you ever notice God? You know, it's like He's, He's, He's never like early, but He's never late. We need a move of the Holy Spirit and we have to come into alignment with what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says, do not be conformed 
to the world. The ideals of this age is what it says in one of the translations, the ideals of this age. We need to think what the Word of God says, amen? We have to shift things a little bit. Say shift. Shift happens. It does, and it is. And we have to come into agreement with that. But I wanna talk to you guys a little bit. I'll let you go sit down, Amy, if you want to. You can sit up there if you want to. I just feel bad for you. <laughs> you can go, you can go sit. Okay, I wanna just talk to you guys a little bit tonight. What time is it? I've got an hour. I'm kidding, you guys. You're like, what? Hey, Domino's delivers, we're good? Yeah, let's go. I wanna to talk to you a little bit about hope tonight. In Exodus 37, this is one of my favorite stories ever in the Bible. Exodus 37, I'm gonna to read to you 14 verses. So you guys put your seatbelt on, you ready to go? All right, Ezekiel 37, they're gonna slap it up there, right, Noah? What? What did I say? Well, go to either, it doesn't matter. No, at 37, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, sorry. I did say Exodus. That's because I have Exodus open right here. I don't know why I've got it open here. Because I was going to read you something, but I won't. Exodus 37, starting in verse 1, it says this. Did I say, what did I say? Jeez. Lord, do you want me to speak in Exodus? What's in Exodus? I don't even think, is there a 37? Oh, I just got, I just, for fun, hang on, guys. You just, hang, bear with me. I can't even pronounce that word, so I guess it's not. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. Ezekiel. Say Ezekiel. Say Ezekiel, Pastor Shar. Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Okay, you ready? Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. So the Lord took a hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Say completely dried out. That's pretty hopeless, don't you think? Completely dried out. Then he asked me, this is God. Say, God is talking here. God is talking here. So God says this. Then he asked me, Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones become living people again? Ezekiel's answer is like, I don't know, Lord. What do you think? I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. And this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. How many need breath? I will put my flesh and muscles on you not my flesh, I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin, and I will put my breath into you, and you will come to life, and then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me, and suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly I spoke, and there was a rattling noise across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh formed over the bones, then the skin formed over the bodies, but they still had no breath in them. 
Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. Come on. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came, in, came into their bodies. And they all came to life, stood up on their feet, a great army. That's exciting, church. And it wasn't, listen, it wasn't just dry bones. They were completely dry. You cannot get more hopeless than being a bag of bones in a wilderness scattered all, all abroad. Hi, Sean. When did you sneak in? Just a minute ago. See, people just are sneaky today. They just sneak in and good to see you. He just got me all messed up here. No, I'm kidding. Verse 14, look at this. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again. Can we just talk about this just a little bit? I want to talk to you about hope. Say hope. I don't know what your situation is tonight. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what that thing is that's tormenting you, that thing that, that you feel hopeless. But I'm here to tell you tonight that he wants to breathe his life into you so that you can live again. You're not here on this earth to just exist, to just wake up in the morning and do life. And sometimes I believe some of you in here, some of you watching online, you might wake up in the morning going, why am I still alive? Why did I even wake up? Because your situation is hopeless. But I'm here to tell you that you're here for a purpose. That God has a purpose and a plan, <clears throat> excuse me, for your life. And it's a good plan. You believe that? He's got a plan that will absolutely 100% blow your mind. Guaranteed. So here Ezekiel is standing at this valley and these bones are scattered all over. Can you guys have an imagination? Let's use it tonight. Should we do that? Imagine yourself standing in an open field and you see all of these skeleton bones scattered everywhere. That's pretty hopeless. It's completely dry. And then the Lord says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? I, always, I wonder, why did God ask Ezekiel, can they live? You guys ever ask God questions like, God, why did you ask him? Like, you know, you're God, right? But I love Ezekiel's answer. Ezekiel says, God, you know. God knows. I love how Ezekiel knew that God knew. Ezekiel knew the character of God, and he knew that God could do something to bring those bones back to life. See, God can bring anything that's in you that's dead back to life. Those dreams that you stop dreaming, he can restore those dreams. He can, he can restore to you the things that were stolen from you. 
And listen, he doesn't just restore them. He gives you back double what the enemy stole. He doesn't just give you, listen, this is the God that we serve. He doesn't just give you what you lost. He gives you double for your trouble. See, there's an enemy that roams around trying to destroy your life, but there's also a God fighting for your life. There's a God that gave up his son for you so that you can actually live life. The scripture talks about, I want to breathe my life back into you so you can live again. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you so that he can breathe fresh life into you so that you can live again. Come on, the church needs to rise up and become the church. We are a light, a city set on a hill. We are a beacon to the world. If we don't live, how is the world gonna see that they need life? When we're walking around with our head between our legs, going, woe is me. No, he's here to breathe life into you, to breathe life into those dry bones. How many feel dry sometimes? There's not one thing that I preach that I ain't going through. That's the only way I know how to preach. I'm like, God, I am tired of feeling, say feeling, feeling this dry. It's like, you know something? When there is a word spoken over your life, there's always opposition that comes. Right? I did a, a Zoom meeting this morning with some leaders and I, I talked about Numbers 14, 13 and 14. When the children of Israel, remember, the Lord t tells Moses, he says, Moses, I'm going to give you, this is the word of the Lord, Moses, I'm going to give you a promised land. And in this promised land, there's milk and honey. It's abundance. The fruit are ginormous. There's nothing that you're going to lack, right? That's what the Lord said to Moses. Then the Lord says to Moses, send some spies into the land and check it out. You guys remember this story? Read it. It's really, really good. The Bible is really a cool book to read. It got some really fun stories in there. So 12 spies go out. You wonder what they were wearing? I know it's awkward, but I mean, I wonder what they were wearing. Like, did the men wear dresses all the time there? It must have been awkward for them, you know, but anyways, okay. Anyways, the spies go into the land. There's 12 of them. They go into the land, they come back, and they're, they're like, oh, yes, it's abundant. But then, what did they say? But there's giants in the land, and we look like grasshoppers next to them. There's no way we can go into that land, right? It's interesting because God never mentioned the giants, you think God had a loss of memory at that moment when he was talking to them about the promised land? Oh, dang it, I forgot about the giants, guys. Forgot to tell you, there's gonna be giants in the land. God didn't mention the giants because God knew that they can defeat the giants. See, what you focus on, you give power to. When we focus on the word that God spoke, then when giants come, and they will, when opposition comes to the word, when opposition comes in your life and you focus on the opposition, then the opposition has power in your life. 
Joshua and Caleb said this. They're like, bring it on. We got this because we know our God is for us. Joshua and Caleb are like, bring it on like Donkey Kong. We're going to play Mario Karts. No, I'm kidding. When we focus on the things, when we focus on the opposition, then that thing has power in my life. When we magnify the problem, the problem is bigger than God. We make the problem bigger than God, but God is bigger. Amen? So what you focus on, you give power to. You guys remember that. So God asks Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel's hope, say hope, was in God's character. Your hope and trust needs to be in God, not in what God can do. You guys remember the story in Daniel chapter three? There's three guys and they're gonna be thrown into a furnace because they're not gonna bow down to the king. So they bring these three guys and they set them in front of the king. They're like, they're not bowing down to you, king. And he's like, there you're gonna go. You're gonna go into the furnace. And they make this statement and they say this. They say, oh king, we don't really have to give you an answer, but we know that our God is more than able. Say more than able. I don't know what God you serve, but the God that I serve, he is more than able. He is more than able to do anything that he wants to do. He can come in this country right now and he can wipe away all of the evil. He can do whatever he wants to do because he's God, right? They say, we know that our God is more than able. And they make this, this just this amazing, and I'm getting a t-shirt like this too. I, love, I like t-shirts and sweatshirts. They say this, they say, even if, say even if, he doesn't. Even if he does not deliver me from this fire. Come on, I'm, I'm just about ready to preach here. Even if he doesn't deliver me from this furnace, we are still not going to bow down to you. We have to have that same kind of courage that they had, that even if God doesn't do what we asked him to do, that we're still going to serve him. We have become so fickle in our relationship with God that if God doesn't do what we want him to do, we're mad at him. We pout. Like, God, how come? I've been praying for this and you haven't come through for me. I think that what he's already done is plenty enough. Yes, do this. Yes, it is. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. We're still, we're still going we're to serve him even more. Not because of what he can do, but because of who he is and what he's already done. Amen? Because of what he's already done and who he is. Ezekiel got this. I don't know, but you know. I don't know, but you know. There might be your circumstances that God may not change your circumstances. I did this amazing podcast the other day. Was that the other day? That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Yeah, that was yesterday. Like three weeks ago. 
I have a podcast. I don't know if any of you guys know that I have a podcast, but we, I have a podcast because God told me to. God will ask you to do things that you have no idea what you're doing, just FYI. So if he asks you to write a book, write a book. You know, some of you, I believe he's speaking to to write a book. And you're like, well, I don't know how to write a book. He didn't ask you if you know how to do it. He just said to do it. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyways, I did this amazing podcast with this amazing lady over here, Danielle. You guys give her a hand. Ooh, Danielle. Danielle and her mom, Jen, from uh, Shell Lake. And it was really, really cool. And one of the things that Danielle said this is, I'm not going to even tell you because you're going to have to listen to the podcast to hear the story. And it might, I don't know, it's going to probably be a month before it's out, but so you got to really wait anticipation. But she said this, she said, God didn't change my circumstances. She said, but God built my life. Is that kind of what you said? Help me, tell me. God did not rebuild my life. God rebuilt me. See, he, your circumstances may not change, but you can change in your circumstances. He makes us greater if we allow him to. Because of our circumstances, we can rise above and become stronger than we've ever had before. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to that because it was really powerful. I love this. The word that Ezekiel spoke over the dry bones. It's the word of the Lord. We need to get the word of the Lord for our situation. Listen to me. Everything that you need for your situation is in this book. If whatever you're struggling with, see in the back here, somebody said to me the other day, they said, the Bible's really hard for me to read. I just want to throw this out there. Like if you're dig di digging, if you're digging for anything, dig for gold. Um, if you're struggling like with fear, if you look in the back of your Bible, you look up fear and it's going to give you all of the scriptures on fear. If you're struggling with anxiety or depression, if you look in the back of this Bible, it'll give you scriptures on it. And then we take those scriptures and we, those are the word of the Lord. And then we declare those over our life. That God has not given me a spirit of fear, but has given me love, power, and a sound mind. I hear that in a lot of women. I feel like I'm losing my mind or confusion. How many feel like their head is swirling? Am I? He has given you a sound mind. Say that. Put your hand on your mind. Say, God, you have given me a sound mind. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So Ezekiel, God says to prophesy life to these dry bones. Life, say life. life. Do you know that complaining is prophesying? When you're complaining about your situation instead of prophesying life to your situation, you're still prophesying. Because the Bible says that there's, in Proverbs 18, it says that life and death are in the power of my tongue. Psalm 22.3 says this, that he is enthroned, that God is enthroned. When we worship here, like we're doing tonight, when we're worshiping, it says that that worship and that praise enthrones, he's enthroned with those praises. So that, listen, when we worship and praise, that word enthroned means that God himself comes into the atmosphere 
and he releases his power in the atmosphere. That's what our praises do. Who do you think is enthroned in our complaining and our gossiping? Listen, there's power in your words. There's power in the things that you say. When we're complaining, we're thinking we're just venting. Sometimes we just want to just be heard, and that's okay. But when we're complaining, we're empowering the enemy in our life. You guys believe that? You can believe it or not, but that's what's happening. Sometimes we have to shift, say shift, what we're saying. Even if you don't believe it, God, I thank you that you're changing the way that I think. God, I thank you that my circumstances are not gonna dictate to me how I feel. God, I thank you that my feelings are not my, they don't drive me. My feelings are just indicators. They're not gonna di dictate to me what I do and my choices. Amen? We gotta get our words correct. The word that Ezekiel spoke over the dry bones is the word of the Lord. See, spiritual warfare sometimes, listen, how many believe in spiritual warfare? How many know that we were, were born into a battle? If you don't believe in spiritual warfare, sorry, there's a battle going on. And usually the battle is right here in the mind. But this is what happens with spiritual warfare sometimes, is that we focus on the devil and what he's doing more than what we're focusing on what God wants us to release into the atmosphere. Right? We need to be aware that we have an enemy, right? It would be really silly if an army went into battle not knowing who their enemy was, right? We know who our enemy is, but we don't give him any more attention than we need to, right? Spiritual warfare, sometimes we tend to focus on what the enemy's doing. It's not that we don't recognize what he's, what's happening. We just don't give him attention, God told Ezekiel to speak to it, right? He didn't tell him to talk about it. God and Ezekiel did not have a conversation about how dry the bones were. God didn't say, hey, Zeke, do you see what's happening here? Do you see all these dry bones? And Zeke said, yeah, I see all these dry bones. God, what do you think happened? And they had this dialogue about the dry bones. No, he said, speak to the dry bones. Some of us spend too much time talking about our situation and circumstances instead of speaking life to it. Do you think things might change a little bit if we change the way that we, we do things? Speak life to it? Doesn't mean that we deny the dry bones, but we deny the dry bones power and we start speaking life to it. Can you imagine being Zeke and standing there and watching all of these bones come together as a, a skeleton? And then the don't you want to see that when you get to heaven? Like, there's got to be a movie theater in heaven because popcorn with butter on it is, is heavenly, right? So I'm sure there's popcorn in a movie theater so we can watch all of these amazing, like Jonah and the whale. Don't you want to watch Jonah get eaten by a whale and how that really happened? Like how, you know, like how big was the fish and like, you know, like how did he like just swallow, you know? Wouldn't that be cool to watch? Am I the only weird one? I wonder if there's... Good, really good pizza, I bet, too, because pizza's really good, too. 
Not in the whale. That'd be gross. That would be already eaten pizza, Jeff. We don't want already eaten pizza. Good Lord. Jesus said to speak to the mountain. He didn't say to speak about the mountain. Listen, I'm talking to you about hope. Sometimes we're in a hopeless situation because we've gotten ourselves in a hopeless situation by the things that we say about it. Right? Jesus didn't tell, the, tell them, hey, you can sit here and talk about your mountain all night long and then the mountain's going to move. No, he said, speak to it and it has to go. We have to change the way that we think. We have to start uh, realigning ourselves with what the Word of God says. Either we believe it or we don't, right? Are we unbelieving believers or are we believing believers? Remember David Hogan said that. He said, show me a believing believer and you're going to see power. Amen? I believe what the Word of God says. Sometimes I've got to say, God, help my unbelief. Remember that guy in the Bible said that? Yeah. Here, here's the thing. They didn't live, the bones did not live until breath came into them. We have to have a move of the Holy Spirit. Anytime breath is talked about in the Bible, it usually represents the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit, when we allow him to come upon my life, he can do things in a second that takes years to happen in the natural. It says to be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. That means that we must get empty. Right? That verse in 14, it says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live again. The Hebrew word for live again, this is what it says. You guys want to know what it means? To live, to flourish, to enjoy life, to recover health, and to be alive. Isn't that good? So God says, I'm going to breathe life into you, and you will live again. You will flourish. You will recover all those things. You will live again. How many need to live again? We Listen, there's a purpose that you're here. There's a purpose why, why we are here as the church. The church has to come in to her true identity so the world can see that they're lost. How can a world see that they're lost when there's so much resemblance between what happens in here and what happens out there? You guys are understanding me? We are not to resemble the ideals of this world. We, we hear this saying that the world and the church are a lot alike, that God sees the world like he sees the church. He sees the world as lost and dying. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. And we are Jesus to the world. So when the world that is dying and lost without a savior sees a church that is alive and thriving and full of joy and full of peace, they're like, I gotta have what you have, right? If they don't see that, how do they know they need it? That's why he wants to breathe in you. It's for a purpose, it's for them, for the world. See, we don't come in here 
to get all goosebumply and feely and have an encounter with God and go home and say, man, that was such a great meeting. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Right, Donnie? No. See, Donnie knows. Donnie can come up here and preach. We come in here to encounter God. We come here to encounter him so we can be an encounter to somebody else. The world needs what we have. We're to be conformed into the image of one person, and his name is Jesus. And the church is coming into that alignment. Amen? Can you say amen? amen. The church is alive and well. Listen, when we come into that, when we come into that identity, there's not one thing that we cannot do. Amen? There's not one thing that you cannot do. And you will live again. Okay, now I can have Amy. I'm getting ready to close. Somebody want to pass out the communion things for me? Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Say joy and peace. See, when the Holy Spirit comes on us, there's joy and peace. Amen? Then you will overflow, say overflow, with confident hope through the power of of the Holy Spirit. Your confident hope comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Say power. There is power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. He wants to do something in you so he can do something through you. We have to quit focusing on what he wants to do through us. Hey, listen, it is good, it is good that you carry gifts and things inside of you. It is good to want, the, Pastor Bob Spock talked last week about the spiritual gifts. We should desire those things. We should desire all of them. We should desire every single one of them. But we should want more what he wants to do in me so that I can use those things so he can do it through me. Is, am I making any sense to anybody here tonight? Thank you. Shake your head. I just need a little bit of shaking. I want you guys to stand up. We need to speak life to our situation. Some of you need to speak life into your hearts. Some of you need to start prophesying health and life. Don't look at your situation. Look at what the Word of God says about your situation. The things that He wants to do in you are way more powerful than things that He's going to do through you. And the things that He's going to do through you is superpowers. You guys believe you got superpowers? You do. We do. We need to be con continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And what you focus on, you give power to. Choose to focus on God and His character. How many know that God is good? He is good all the time. It doesn't matter. His doing is not His hooing. God is good. That's His character. Amen? You guys can open these little things up here. 
I want you guys to leave here tonight knowing that there's hope. And hope lies in the name Jesus, amen? But there's power right here. Point to your mouth. There's power right here. First, it starts right here between the, the ears. It starts in the way that you think. The way that you think about your situation needs to change, right? We need to trust in the Lord with all of my heart and don't lean on my own understanding, which tells me that trusting God is not gonna make sense right here. But it makes sense because God is God and He can be trusted, right? So Father, I just thank you, Lord, for these. I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, God that there is power in your word. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us the word to be able to speak out and to be able to speak and prophesy over our situation, over our circumstances, over our life. And God, I thank you that you are doing a new thing, that you are doing something that you've never done before. And God, I thank you that the church is coming into her identity and they're coming into a place of being conformed into your image, that they're not gonna be conformed to the image and the ideals and to the age of this world, but they're gonna stand up and be bold and be like Christ to the world. And God, as you work in us and you're working these things in us and you're gonna work through us and we're gonna see great and mighty things happen in the world. God, I thank you that revival starts right here in the mind. God, I thank you that revival starts right here in my heart, that it starts in my intimacy, in my quiet time with you. And God, I thank you that you are shifting things. I thank you that shift is happening in our church, that shift is happening in our life, that it's happening in this country. And we thank you, God, that things are about to get interesting. And you, God, can be trusted. So we thank you for your body that was broken for us. God, we thank you, Lord, that you made the decision and choice to die for us. And that it says, that, <clears throat> excuse me, by your stripes we are healed. And that as we take this in remembrance of you and the things that you've done for us, God, let us never forget what you did on the cross for us, that you shed your blood, that your body was broken so that we could be standing here tonight 100% free and the ability to be free from pain, from sickness, from disease and walk in complete health, health and wholeness. In Jesus' name, so let's take the body. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for there's power in the blood. Father, I thank you that you see us through this blood, that you see us through the blood of your son. So we thank you, God, for your shed blood. And we thank you and we give thanks. Let's take the... Amen. 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 Say hope. Say hope. Greater things are yet to come. They are. Believe it or not. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Have a great night. Hug somebody that you don't know. 
and go have some bread. Amen? Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.